It's the week of December 10th, 2012, and this is MASHcast number 72. Hey everybody! Why do you sound so down? I'm not down. I'm just a little. Uh, I'm feeling it. <laughs> you, t- you, t- you taking Mikey's place, like Mikey's always. No, like, no, uh, I'm, 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 I'm still po- positive and upbeat. I just uh, got a little cold. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, it's just me and Nick tonight, uh, or today, whenever you listen to this. I uh, know Rob is out sick. No idea where Mikey is. Um, Hoping he's not dead. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're just gonna kind of get right into it. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, let's see. Well, I just got PlayStation Plus this week, and uh, available for download this week was Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. So I've been playing that, and uh, I'm 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 learning that uh, I, I I'm not good at fighters, so I'm trying to get better. And uh, I also have been playing uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, a nice little arcade-style adventure game. And uh, I've been playing Atlantis Pearls of the Deep, which is a nice little uh, puzzle game from uh, Alder Studios, where you drop drop pearls down on piles of other pearls, and when they match colors, they disappear, and you clear out the stages. And I've been enjoying that quite quite a bit. Well, it's good to hear that you're playing something other than WoW. Yeah. But you did get time for WoW. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, good for you, Nick. Branching out, finally. Yeah, so th- these are my three games for the next two months. And yeah. then... <laughs> They're going to quickly go on his unmentionables. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you should play at least one new game every week, Nick. I, I should, but things don't work out that way. That's a shame. That is a shame. I pity your life. It's... Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been playing uh, a couple things let me start with, I'm start with Far Cry 3 that's going to be the shortest so because I can't play it <laughs> like I I got it for PC I got it as a part of this deal with my new graphics cards I got it for free is that one of the Radeon cards yeah it was okay because I think I saw something about it they've been having problems so I'm going to talk about Far Cry 3 first and then I'll talk about uh Fucking you play. Got someone mentioned it from that one. Fucking you play. <laughs> but, um, so Far Cry Three, it looks good. It sounds good. The voice work is great. But you know what? When you use Crossfire, and I, I researched this, and quite a bit of people having trouble with both Crossfire and SLI, the game stutters. Like when I, if I stay still when I turn left and right, I'm moving at like let's say sixty frames. Maybe, you know, a little less than that, but just about 60 frames. 
if I try to move, like, it's it's kind of jumpy. Even when the grass moves, it's kind of like it stutters along. When every, when people move, the, the whole game, like, stutters. So, like, I'm not going to play the game like that. That's, that's so that's as far, I, I got, like, I don't know, fucking 20 minutes in the, into the game. Now I'm waiting for a patch to come down to fix it. Apparently it was worse. Apparently the problem was worse, and they released a patch, and it, and it, and it helped it. But now they need to fix it, please. The only reason I'm not ballistic about this is because I didn't buy it. You know what I'm saying? So is this comparable to what happened with Rage? No, Rage is worse. Actually, I loaded up Rage when I built my computer or rebuilt my computer, and it's still terrible. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this game has been out for God knows how long, and it's unplayable. How is Rage unplayable, but Crisis 2, smooth? Uh, Battlefield, smooth. Like, all these games for me are smooth, but Rage, whose graphical level at, at doesn't even max out Xbox 360? You know, like, it's having trouble on PC. Like, that's just poor design on their part. But I'm not going to talk about Rage. Or else I'm going to continue to Rage. (laughs) (laughs) But fucking you, Playo. That shit is the shittiest digital distribution platform I've ever seen. Like, it really is. First of all, how are you going to be a digital distribution platform and then only offer a download for 30 days? Like, you can't... I, after 30 days, I cannot re-download um, Far Cry 3. I have to keep the install files. So basically, you have to burn everything to like CD or DVD in order yeah. to re-reload I mean, it I, later. I'm, I'm going to back it up to my um, to my uh, cloud account. Well, not my cloud account, but I, I have a, a, a uh, online backup solution. So I'm going to back it up there. I'm going to delete the shit. But like, who does that? And here's the kicker. You can you can purchase an extended download service, which gives you the ability to download the title for two years. You can purchase that. Fuck those guys. I, I, I'm not purchasing shit from them. So yeah, yeah, I'm not purchasing that. Like you know, like I'm just gonna like I said, I'm putting on my my online backup and that's it. But like, how dare you? Like, how how where do you come from with that shit? Like, I, it should be on my UPlay account. I can see if UPlay didn't use an account, right? Like, yeah. if UPlay didn't use an account, like if I just kind of went and bought it, no account. Okay, you can only download it for thirty days. But if I if I have I have to have a UPlay account, why can't you? Why can't you just keep it on my account? And when I need to download it, I'll download it. It can't tax your servers that much. It's not like I'm downloading this thing constantly, like weekly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. understand what the problem is. So, yeah, like when I saw that, that fucking, uh, that shit, like, oh, 30 days and that's it. And then, and then two years, like, uh, get out of here. This is why nobody uses Uplay. I wouldn't even use Uplay if it wasn't for that free cry, uh, Far Cry 3. And I will not use Play ever again unless I get another free game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not quite bad enough for you to. To completely abandon the service, but you'll only use it if uh, you don't. If have I get to pay free for game, it. if I don't have to pay for it, sure, like I'll take it. But like, um, yeah, I was just, uh, and then you have to download that client. That client's pretty shitty. <laughs> it's just bad all the way around. Like, like, why don't you just? I don't see why all these publishers seem to think that they need to have a digital distribution platform. Like, why? 
Why would you do that? Because they want the sweet, sweet money. <laughs> because they, they don't want anybody else cutting in on their sweet, sweet anybody money. Anybody who's giving sweet, sweet money to Ubisoft on Uplay is a fucking idiot. Well. Like, you, you, okay, it's not like they're doing the origin thing and you don't have a choice. And I don't think Ubisoft is in a position to do that anyway. Like, EA is a different story. They have Mass Effect. They have Battlefield. Uh, I would say they have Medal of Honor, but that one sucked this year. But, you know, <laughs> they have Crisis. They have a lot of these games that are not only huge games, but they're must-plays on PC. Ubisoft is heavily console. Like, you don't have to play Assassin's Creed on PC. You don't have to play Far Cry 3 on PC. Actually, you don't have to play Far Cry 3, period. <laughs> like, it's not a game that you have to play. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hear it's really, really good. I'm not bashing the game. So far, it's not a, not a bad game. I haven't had a chance to really play it because of the technical problems I'm having. But, you know, you don't have... Like, even Assassin's Creed? Like, Assassin's Creed isn't a must-play unless you are a fan of the series. You know? Whereas Battlefield, I can, if you're a PC gamer, especially in the shooters, I consider that a must-play. You know, for PC gamers, but yeah, Ubisoft just isn't that in, in that position. But the thing, like you, Ubisoft, like you know, not only do you, it is available on Uplay, but it's also available on Steam. Just get it on Steam. Just get it on Steam. Like, well, why maybe, even bother with Uplay? I don't. Know, maybe that's the thing, though. Is there, you know, if they're so focused on the console and they tend to be more of a console developer, maybe they're just looking at the PSN and the Xbox Live and they're thinking, we can do this, and they're. Instead of looking at Steam or or, uh, or Origin as, as examples, they're kind of trying to build the wrong type of type of network. Dude, it's not even comparable to PSN or Xbox Live. It's, it just looks it's shitty. Just, it's bad. Well, it's probably just an afterthought that they don't really care about. Yeah, then why couldn't they give me my free copy on Steam? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really care about it. Fuck. But uh, I mean, I'm not. I, I would be very upset if I bought the game. But since I didn't buy the game, I'm not too upset. I have plenty of other games. I have plenty of games in the backlog. And that's just stuff I, I actually have important stuff I need to do. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I shouldn't even be playing these games. Maybe I should See, do the important they're, stuff. They're helping you out. They're giving you the motivation to actually be productive. Not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, maybe. so... Well, yeah, that's fucking. What uh, what, oh, what was your, what did you say your graphics card was again? I'm using this uh, the Radeon 7950s. Yeah, that's been having uh, latency spike issues. Yeah, that's I I haven't had a problem with any other game though. No games, no no I mean no problem with any other games, except this one. And have you been playing any other recent? games like Far Cry 3 on there or mostly older stuff? Uh, Hitman is recent. Hitman looks really, really good. That that game, it, like, when you turn the graphics all the way up to Ultra, looks excellent. So I've been playing, uh, there was Hitman, Dishonored. I'm playing that at Max Graphics. Yeah, like, I'm playing, like, recent stuff at Max Graphics and the only game I'm having trouble with is, uh, Far Cry 3. But, I mean, I got these for now. Like, I pick, I got these over the the uh, Nvidia ones because of the free games. That that's kind of what took me over. But I mean, with the way my graphics, my my um, with the motherboard and process I have, I'll probably switch these these cards out within a year, just for the upgrade. So, but uh, other than that, other than Far Cry Three, 
Um, I played a little Dishonored. Not that much. Like it's it's hard. Like I don't know. Like when I play it, it's kind of like I enjoy it, but it's hard for me to be like, oh, I'm gonna go play Dishonored. You know, that's the thing. And it's funny because actually the last time I played, I, w- I I got sent to do this job, and I'm trying to do it in a stealthy manner without killing people. Um, but then I get jumped by these three assassins, and I'm like, is there a way for me to get rid of them and not kill them? Are you are you allowed to kill other assassins? I don't know. Like, well, I killed him because I had no choice, but I'm like, yeah. well, let me shoot a dart at him. I shoot the dart, and he, like, teleports out of the way of the dart. I'm like, well, I guess that's not going to work. So he teleported the way out of the dart, but he couldn't teleport out of the way of that fucking bullet I shot at him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I don't know if I could just put, keep putting him asleep. Not to mention, like, I, the darts, I, I'm not, like, I, those are a limited quantity. Like, I get more, I get more bullets than anything than, than Trank darts. So, so it's like they're baiting you when you're using the gun. Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, when I kind of got tired of trying to figure out if I could not kill them, then I just uh, <laughs> I stabbed one in the throat and I shot the others. Like, I was nice. like, yeah, I'm done with you guys. <laughs> um, nice. So, um, I beat Mass Effect 2. Ooh. And uh, I saved everybody. Everybody lived. Even Hooray. though I thought Jacob was going to die. Like, he came through this door like he got shot. And he's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, God. yeah, 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 yeah. He does that. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank God. So um, I'm actually considering replaying it. You should. As evil. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Because you can tell there there are certain spots. And I'm thinking there's the especially, especially of uh, there's the one uh, the one uh, Krogan on uh, Chuchanka who's just standing on top of the uh, – the gas pipe, and he's just monologuing for like ten minutes, and the whole time there's a the little button there, like, "Go renegade, just shoot the gas pipe, just shoot the gas pipe." But, <laughs> you know, you're being nice, so you're like, "No, I'm gonna let him talk." And yeah, it feels good when you finally just shoot the gas pipe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do kind of want to see it, like you know, with the alternate outcome. Like if I chose the other option, uh, I chose. I guess what you would consider what the good ending was, you know, the, that path. I, I did that thing. Yeah, I'm just curious to see. I'll probably pick a different love, love interest. Like I picked Miranda. Um, I don't know. Might go with Jack. Who knows? Since I'm going bad, <laughs> she picked the bad girl. But um, and it's actually it was weird because even after you know after the game is over, I went back to talk to Miranda, but her dialogue is still the same. Like we didn't do it. Like, yeah. Like her, like her dialogue's the same. Tally's dialogue is the same. Um, she, you know, she wants to be exclusive. Jack is the same, like, don't play with me or don't play with my emotions. Um, Samara, though, she, like, I, when the option came up to say, I want more, I just told her, uh, what did I say? I didn't, I didn't say I want more. I said the other I, I would say save your game and then say that you want more. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I didn't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because, uh... It makes what happens makes sense. We'll put it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, actually, it's you know I do have a save at the 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 Morinth level. Yeah. I actually I chose. Oh wait, oh, wait I'm sorry. You're saying Samara. That's right. Yeah, Samara. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I, I know. Mor- I know with Morinth, uh, you'll die. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's know. what I was thinking of. I was thinking. Yeah. Well, with Samara. I, I I pick. You know, I I chose Samara over Morinth, and when um when that when that whole thing happened. And um, I do I I do have one where I chose I have a save where I chose Morinth. Yeah. Did yeah what's you, a, go ahead. 
Well, no, I, I, I mean, I did it. I did Samara on my good playthrough and Mornith on my bad playthrough. But what surprised me was that she's like, oh, I'm just going to pretend that I'm Samara to the rest of the crew. And so, like, from like a, you know, from like a certain level, it's almost like it doesn't really affect the gameplay. But pretty much, yeah, whenever you're alone with her, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying not to give any spoilers, but <laughs> thanks, Nick. Um, well, I didn't but, say. Oh, what happened? It, it, the thing is, though, like, I didn't. I, I, you know what? Originally, I was trying to figure out how to how to sleep with Morinth just to see <laughs> like what what it looked like, <laughs> like what, what like what the scene would look like, you know, when everything happened. But then, that, that, like when I was, I had to play that part like a couple times because if you don't pick the right text options, you yeah. don't get the option to save one or the other. Yeah, that just comes in and, and does her thing. So yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. So. See, that's. That's sort of the one thing that, that, as much as I love Bioware games, that always sort of, not disturbs me, but it's a little disappointing, is as long as you max out your 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 charisma or whatever they call it, you know, either your Paragon or your, your Renegade, in any other direction, you always have those options that will, will, you know, drive the story in one direction or the other, and you're always able to you know, sort of maintain the group consistency. Like in the first game, as long as you're, I think, you know, as, as long as you have a high enough, you know, skill in that regard, you can talk your way out of the, the confrontation with Rex. And I think it's more fun to just not put any points into that and just play the game in a shitty fashion where like, oh, I have no choice but to kill Rex in the first game or, you know, or, or I'm, I'm thinking too of like uh, Dragon Age where uh, I, I did that on, on a playthrough and I lost uh, Liliana from my group. Because I couldn't, I couldn't sweet talk her into staying after I pissed her off, and I, it's, I almost think that's sort of the really the ideal way to play the game. Whereas instead of being this, 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 uh, almost this like you know this hero or a villain, you're just kind of this mediocre schlub who just really <laughs> no, nobody cares for. You can't do shit. Yeah, I, I will admit that at the end of the first Mass Effect, I didn't even have to. I had to. I didn't even have to fight Saren. He killed himself. Like I had to, I had to fight him when he transformed. Yeah, but I didn't have to even like fight him like as Saren. Yeah, because like I, I said something to him, he was like, "Oh, I feel so bad." Bow, <laughs> like right through the head. I'm like, "Oh, like, like why couldn't we do that at the beginning of the game? That would be much easier." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was just it was funny. Now I'm like, I'm gonna play through the DLC, and it's probably gonna take me a while because I haven't even purchased it yet. Cause I think I might actually. Like I said, I might play through again slowly, but I'll play through again, and then I'll probably go through the DLC, and hopefully by that time, Mass Effect Three will be on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Who knows? They might release like the Mass Effect trilogy on Steam. I want to say it's. I want to say it's already there. It's not though. Like, you know what it is? I keep seeing it on the PlayStation Store. It might be. You never know because that's what they did with Crisis when they released. They uh they you know they took Crisis Two off of Steam. Then they made Crisis 2 uh, Maximum Edition, and they put that on Steam. So sure. I don't know. They might do it. I'm sure they'll um, there. But so, uh, yeah, I beat that finally. And another game I beat was Black Ops 2, which, from a single-player perspective, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Not bad. That's not bad at all, especially for a Call of Duty game. Like, I don't know, like, they, they, just a couple things that they did that made the game more enjoyable to play in general, just from a level perspective. Like I said, I think I said last week, like, they opened up the levels so you're not piped through corridor to corridor, you know? 
it's actually you can go into a room and spread out. The enemies come from come from multiple directions. You can come from multiple directions. So like uh, that's cool. Your in-game decisions affect uh you know different missions. Like uh, there's this one mission where my partner got hurt, and it I know as a fact it changed dialogue options in another mission because somebody brought something up. Um, the strike force missions you can do, if you do not complete those, it changes some things toward the end of the game. Like who you who like if if certain allies come and help you uh or not. Um there are five endings totally though. Oh wow. There are five endings, but two of them uh, to be honest with you, two of them are kind of like uh they kind of overlap with other endings. They just change based on certain things that you did. So uh I would say it's really three endings. There's a good ending there's a bad ending, and there's a really bad ending. <laughs> nice. Like, there's like a good ending where everything just turns out okay. There's a bad ending where things get like twisted up, and then there's like an ending that's just like holy, like holy shit, like they really did lose. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, Raw Mendez like. He he's like a James Bond villain, you know. Like he's 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 his villainy is like on that level. He's always like two steps ahead of you, you know. He really is like he was a good he was a he he is the best villain from a Call of Duty game, the best. So like black hats off to Treyarch for Black Ops Two, and you know that. I do not like Black Ops. <laughs> like, I do not like Call of Duty games, and that game was good. At least the single play is worth it. I'm. I haven't tried the multiplayer. I really don't have any desire to. I'm, I, I know I'm gonna try. I just don't know when. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing, and uh, let's let's get let's get to the topics. You ready for the topics, Nick? Uh, I would say so. Okay, just making sure you that. I, Nick is a little sick. I know he's like he's like sniveling and coughing and stuff. Yeah, you, you, caught, you caught me blowing my nose there. I'm yeah. like, oh, I, I I can't speak at this exact moment. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to go on without him. I'm just like Nick. Yeah. Nick, bad is I'm getting low on tissues, so I may just have to start using the cardboard box itself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's that's Nick's a manly man. <laughs> <laughs> If I were a manly man, I'd just use my chest hair. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd weave a handkerchief. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see. What's, what's been happening this week? Well, good news. I would say great news for everybody is the fact that Valve has confirmed they will be making a Steam box, or at least that's what everybody's going to be calling it until Valve actually gives the name of this product which I seriously doubt it's going to be called a Steam box. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they will be making a... Uh, everybody says oh, like a living room console. It's not a console. It's like it's a PC that... You know, it's for the living room. It's like it's a PC probably with a with a small form factor. Uh, odds are it's going to run off of Linux. And uh, Valve says it's going to be a very controlled environment. Uh, the best thing I can say about this... Well, oh, I shouldn't say the best thing I can say about this, but if they if they do what I think they should do, which is make the graphics ports expandable, 
or make the memory ports expandable. I mean, maybe even the CPU make uh, make that like the make so that it's expandable. That will be the greatest thing that happened to gaming like consoles. See, period. I, I don't know if they would do that though. Well, why not? Because anybody that knows enough to be like, oh no, I want to put in a, you know a newfangled graphics card, or I want to go you know put in more RAM, they could just you know build their own PC to put in their living room. I mean, admittedly, they won't have the form factor. They won't have the cachet of having, you know, Newell's little box in their living room. But, I mean, fundamentally, what big picture mode is live already. There's nothing stopping us from doing this now. The only, I mean, the only, you know, the only difference really is we haven't seen, you know, what their what their flavor of Linux is going to look like. And I'm assuming that'll all be locked down. But, I mean, it's... It, 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 it's it's not it's not like this is any sort of revolutionary technology. They're taking everything that exists already and they're just sort of rejiggering it for their own purposes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're doing something brand new, but I mean, to if you're gonna have a a custom box built, I mean, it's especially for especially, the CPU might be a problem, but especially for graphics and RAM, you can make an expansion slot where somebody can just pull something out, put it in. I mean, as easy as you do a hard drive. See, in, I think, in a PS in a PS3, you can but, do it just as easily. But but see, like looking at what Gabe has said in the past of like, you know, like like sort of wanting to put out, you know, put put like iterating your hardware on a regular basis. I almost think they're looking at like I don't think it'll be expandable. I just think every you know nine months or so they're just going to have a new version of the Valve Box. It'll be you know mostly backwards compatible. It'll have whatever the you know whatever the current you know, graphics cards, you know, that they can fit into that form factor will be. And uh, I think they'll, they'll just, you know, they're almost going to turn the console and that life cycle into like sort of what we see with mobile phones. I don't think so. I think it'll be too expensive to, 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 to reproduce a brand new form factor every year. I don't know if they need to. I see. I don't know how much they need to change the form factor because if you're talking about them leaving space for the, you know, for sort of the expansion, I almost think maybe they can design it with the intent. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about. I'm, I should have clarified. I'm not talking about expensive, like too expensive for them to produce it. I'm talking about too expensive for people to keep buying this stuff. Well, I don't think it's the kind of thing necessarily where most people. Well, you see, I think that's the thing is if you want. If you want, like, you know, constantly to have top of the line, you know, Steam products in your living room, I don't think this is for you. I think this is sort of their way of taking PC gaming because I think there's a, especially you look at sort of the the masses and their opinion of console gaming versus PC gaming. And I think there's a lot of people who look at the PC gaming and they say, oh, it, it's too hard for me. You know, my computer, I just use it for email and Facebook and, you know, maybe Word and, you know, it doesn't have the, the right graphics card. I don't have the time to really get into the hardware to figure this out. And they're, I think they're trying to take PC gaming and dumb it down. Down, you know, and I'm—I shouldn't say dumb it down, but I'm kind of using that in air quotes to the console level where it's—it's it's literally just pu- plug and play. And so, if every year it's like, hey, you know, you've got your Steam box here. There's going to be one next year, but this will be good for two or three years. And then at that point, you know, you, you presumably will have gotten your money's worth out of it, and you'll be willing to upgrade again. But what I'm saying is, they can make uh, ch- interchanging parts. Like you only need to change certain parts. You can they, make interchanging parts as easily as easy as. They do in a in a PS3 right now. Like it See, takes, it is extremely easy to change a hard drive in a PS3. But, but how many people do that? But still, you if you needed to, you could. If you and maybe, very easily. And maybe, if, if Sony if if Sony says, or I should say, if Sony had like another expansion slot, or okay, or oh here we go, better example, the Nintendo expansion card for the 64, you popped off, you know the front you know, the front of it, 
Not even in front of it. You popped off that little, you know, that little latch. You took the old one out. You put the new one in. Boom, you're done. And we, I, people have done this before. I don't remember. I mean, I, oh, that, oh, what was it? Oh, uh, Majora's Mask. Pack. The yeah, Majora's, Majora's Mask used that. Did any other games actually use that? Donkey Kong. It came. Oh, Don, it, no, sorry. Donkey Kong used it, but it came with Rogue Squadron. It came with us. Oh, I thought it came with uh, Majora's Mask, but well, maybe I, I can't remember if it came. It might come with a few. I didn't get it with a Majora's Mask, but I got it with Rogue Squadron. No, see, I think, but even I feel like, there, but there's a reason we haven't seen consoles use that kind of, you know, that, that that concept of sort of the expandable hardware to that degree since then. I don't think that was really viewed as a success. And part of that, I think, is that you know the availability of games. You know, the, the issues with the N64 at the time. You know, aren't really on uh, on trial here, but I, I I I mean, I suppose I could see them leaving leaving space mm-hmm. in there, but I feel like it would be a feature. It's not going to be prominent. I think they want people to say, "Hey, I can buy this box. I can plug it in. I've got a whole wide library of games available on Steam at awesome prices because that's what Steam does, and they can play in their living room." And the I, reason, I think that's the reason why consoles don't do it. Is from a development standpoint because the developers have one set of hardware that that's all they have to develop for when it comes to consoles, when PS3, Xbox, and Wii. But if you are talking about a Steam box, which is basically supposed to be already just be a PC for your living room, developers are going to develop for it like it's a PC, like it there's a, like they're going to develop games for PC and it might work on Steam box. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. Like, it, it, it should work on Steambox. Well, I think, I mean, that's... That's the thing. Like, de- developers aren't going to need to, you know, develop specifically for Steambox. So it should already be developed so that it, it it's okay. It's go- We know it works with these graphics drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. we know it works with these cards. Actually, even if Steambox has multiple graphics cards, it's only a certain set. That makes it easier for them to test as opposed to them testing, making sure it works with every ATI card or every NVIDIA card be like, okay, let's definitely make sure it works with these three cards that go into the Steam box. That, uh, so I'm saying like that, there, there really is no reason for them not to put it in an expansion slot. It doesn't not make it that much more complicated because you don't, if you're a user, you don't have to switch it if you don't want to. But let's say you are somebody who wants the latest and greatest graphics instead of having to wait or, or let's, just, let's just say graphics, graphic, let's say performance, because frame rate's important too. But, you know, if you want the latest and greatest, you don't have to go out and buy a brand new Steam box or wait 10 years for the next one to come out, or even 5 years or 3 years. You just go, you just get the cards, or, you know, get the expansion stuff that you need. Well, I, well, that's practical. I think I, I think that the people that would do that, if they really want the latest and greatest, I don't think this is going to have the latest and greatest I mean, technology. One of the nice things about Steam is all the, the the old games it has on there. I think as long as they've got something on there that, that that can you know play enough of that, you know, and display the newest games in a decent resolution, I don't think that you know. I don't. I don't. I feel like they're look they're looking for sort of ease of use and sort of you know compatibility. I really feel like this is more sort of the anti Ouya that as far as you know now we're sort of getting you know like a, a, a Linux based PC attack on the on the living room. Right. Uh, to, to to go against the console, I don't. I'm not saying they won't do it. I just feel like it'll be sort of a, it'll be a feature down the list on the box, maybe. Well, I, I, it won't I, be. It won't be their prominent. Like, look, it's forever expanding. I'm not saying that you didn't think it was going to happen. I'm just saying I don't. I don't necessarily agree that you think like one of the bars to entry is that it makes it more complicated. I don't think it really does. I mean, 
But you wouldn't think that because you know how simple it is. I think there are people out there that they look at that and as soon as they see, like, oh, it's got an expansion slot, and their mind just explodes. Yeah, well, it's not like, oh my god, it has an expansion slot? I'm not touching it. I don't want it in my living room. Get I it out of here. Like, there, 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 there are people that are like that, I think. Then why, I mean, the PS3 does it. Well, the PS3 has an expansion slot for the, uh, for the hard drive, the Xbox 360. People handle that just fine. For the most part, I know there are tons of people who fuck that up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. But if you follow the instructions, you know, like think about it. If the average Xbox 360 user can switch out their hard can, can switch out their hard drive, which is more than just popping the hard drive off and popping the new one on. Have you ever? No, actually, you don't have a 360, so you've never had to do that, right? Oh, I don't. I don't like it because you're telling me it's expandable. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> what you have to do is. I can't remember the order that it happens, and I think you take the old one off, you put the new one on, or now in, I think it is, with the new form factor. Then you have to hook up through USB the old hard drive through a transfer cable that can only be used one time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait, wait. How does the cable know that it's been used more than once? It has, like, a smart box on it. Like, there's a a little, like, thing, like, electronic cable on it that... Yeah, so you can only use the transfer cable one time. Wow. Okay, so you use it one time, and then you um you hook it up to the old hard drive, you turn on the new hard drive, and then that's when you start the transfer. And then the transfer goes through, your new hard drive has all stuff on it. But See, now I, def- now I definitely think that they will not make these uh, expandable because when you upgrade your Steam box, they're going to make sure you use that one-time transfer cable that you have to buy the <laughs> for, and that's how they're going to make all their money off this console. Yeah, they're not Microsoft. I seriously doubt it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, You mean it's not it's not going to run Windows 8? Because I know Gabe loves that shit. Well, here's the, here's the deal. Here's Actually, I was going to kind of bring that up. Right now, there's, a lot of, there's, there's no hard proof, but there's a lot of speculation that this thing is going to run Linux. Okay, which there, I, I, Valve is really pushing for Linux. Actually, one of the articles we have here is that you know Steam is starting to add Linux system requirements to the games, because um you know Gabe who normally is a is a is a nice guy he totally trashed <laughs> Windows 8, um and he you know it looks you know they it looks like they are pushing for making more games in Linux, and if anybody's gonna make that push, it's Steam. Yeah, you know? but the thing is, they've kind of been doing that for a long time. Like, I, I actually—it's been years, but I know Half-Life Two. I, I'm pretty positive Half-Life Two has had a Linux version, or maybe I'm thinking about the 64-bit version. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe at I, this I, point, I'd expect both. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might be getting my facts wrong here, but oh. but either way, I mean, like, if anybody's gonna make that push, it's Valve. Valve will make the push for Linux to push PC gaming Linux. But the thing is, it's ultimately not their decision. Like, they need the support of the, all the major developers. So, if whenever the Steam box is finished, if there's not a bunch of support for, you know, for Linux gaming, then they might have no choice but to get the licensing from Microsoft and get Windows 8 on these things. I think they, they, I, think they it's, I don't think it'll be a support issue, though. I think they'll, they'll get that because everybody, everybody pretty much loves Steam. And... I think that as I just lost my train of thought, damn it. No. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Uh. <laughs> oh no. The cold's got him bad. <laughs> it's erasing oh. Nick. It is. It is. Damn it. 
no, I think no, what what no, because the problem is that I don't think Gabe is alone in his in his sentiment for Windows 8. And the problem really it's not it's not that there's anything bad about Windows 8 in particular. Really what his biggest complaint was that they're setting up their own app store and their own own walled garden. They're basically trying to turn Windows into Apple. And especially, you know, it's not like Valve is the only developer that's developing for Windows. I mean, Windows for the longest time has really been, you know, the you know, the the gaming operating system for the pc i mean yeah you know various things might run on windows yeah you can get wine going to to you know to run some of that stuff but but by and large gaming has been um you know gaming has been a boon for microsoft because every time somebody wants to play a game on pc you know they're they're buying they're they're playing it on windows right and i think you know and i mean gabe can kind of come out and say because he's got enough clout he's got enough clout to start to pull some of this independent stuff and say look we're just going to leave all together and build our own damn system you know, you know, he he can come out and say that. I'm sure there's plenty of developers that if he's going to go and do that, that they're sitting there saying, you know what, well, we'll start developing for Linux and we'll turn that into a viable alternative because at this, nobody can take Linux and suddenly turn that into a walled garden. And the problem with Windows is that's that's a very legitimate fear right now because we're starting to see that happen. I mean, maybe micro, you know, Microsoft could always be nice and, and play ball with everybody, and presumably they will. But at the end of the day, they still own the keys, and they can you know cut everybody off and start charging everybody exorbitant premiums. And as long as they have Linux as that out, they're they're gonna. I think there's a lot of people who are gonna follow Gabe in that direction. Well, you know what? Here's a deal. A couple of things. First of all, I think that the noise. Uh, about Windows 8 will calm down in regards to become a wall garden. I have Windows 8 on uh, one of my laptops, and yes, it does have that store, but you know what? I also have Steam installed, and I have zero problems using it on that computer with Windows 8, okay? And I think as people begin to use Windows 8, or actually maybe I shouldn't say use it, but as time goes on, like, okay, yeah, there's the App Store, but you can run any application you want to with, with no problems. And I think people will see that and kind of be like, okay, you know, take it down to DEFCON, you know, DEFCON 2, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, the thing about Windows 8 that I, that I think is going to keep it from actually growing and becoming a real problem is the interface, man. The interface is the reason I don't use that laptop anymore. But I'm not going to get into that. But uh, Windows 8 is bad for other reasons. And But it's not the way it runs games. It's not the way it runs applications. Everything actually runs really smooth. It's actually just the user interface, which is not necessarily Valve's problem. Because once you're in a game, you're in a game. Um, now, another thing that they have to worry about, like, you can't just switch, okay, oh, we're going to make this big switch to Linux, and then it, it just kind of happened. Like, you got to keep in mind, the Linux install base is maybe is somewhere between one to two percent of the global market share. That's where it sits, somewhere between one to two percent of the global market share. So as it stands right now, when you're looking at these larger companies, especially like the ones making the AAA titles, like they're they're not gonna like they they have a hard enough time making new IP for the Xbox 360 and for the PS3. They're not gonna do it for a, an operating system. It has a one to two percent global but market share, it, but it won't. And I, and actually, it technically doesn't because if you count every Android running on a mobile phone as an instance of a, a Linux part of the Linux install base, it's way higher than that. And I think especially now, if you've got if you've got Steam, you know, building a device that is intended to be a gaming device that has some sort of Linux operating system running on it, you've got the Ouya, which will be running Android, which is Linux. I think right there, you've got two gaming ecosystems that 
will be vying for developers' attention. So I, it's I, it's not. I mean, one of the problems with Linux is that because it's so it's 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 so fragmented, and you know, and everybody's got their own flavor, and they're all tweaking their own drivers, and especially the, the tens of the people that tend to run Linux tend to be more you know more more hands-on with their system, so they are more liable to make those kind of tweaks. It can be very hard to get something you know stable running across multiple platforms. In this case, if you have one set device, one set operating system. It just happens to be Linux. I think it's easier for developers to say, okay, we've got this product and we can go with it. I mean, fundamentally, I mean, what operating system does the PS3 3 run? I mean, that's that's not Windows. It's not is – it, is it Linux? No, because uh, you, you can run Linux separately on the PS3. You can run Linux separately on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. so what, you know, whatever Sony operating system the PS3 uses, you know, developers are, are almost their sort of operating system agnostic in that regard, that as long as it runs on the hardware, the operating system isn't really too big a deal. Their con- I think their concern is that at least with, you know, with Sony and the, con- and the consoles, you understand where everybody, you know, everybody kind of understands the relationship, where, the, you know, you know, the console makers need the developers to make products, and the, the developers need the console makers to make something to play their game on. And I think with the, with the PC, there's a little more – it's a little unclear. The, the fact is that Microsoft controls the environment. They can, you know, they may not be pulling out at any time soon. Everything's working fine now. But – you know that the day could come when they t- you know decide to lock everything down, and it might you know it could be a year from now, it could be two years from now. They could never do it, but the fact is the the opportunity exists for them, and I think that's what a lot of developers are worried about. The fact the that at the end of the day, has they don't have that control. For God knows how long they could have right. they could have locked it down for an extremely long time. But right, the problem, the, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, but we, we didn't. But the problem is that we didn't have the Apple ecosystem to sort of demonstrate, like, hey, here's a great way to go ahead and just start making money hand over fist by charging thirty percent on every single app that's being sold for your for your uh, your, your system. Yeah, but even on a on a Mac, like, I mean, like, you can't treat, and even Apple knows this. Like, you can't treat your computers or your desktop PCs or even your laptops like their phones, because even on a Mac, you don't have to go through the Mac Store. You can still install whatever you want on that Mac. And it's going to be the same way with PC. Like, I mean, like, while we do talk about people being greedy, because, like, these companies are greedy, you know, like, Microsoft, don't get me wrong, they're not saints. <laughs> you know, they're a business, so they want to make money. The people run it, they're not stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do know that you you don't run your operating system the same way but, you run the phone. But they put a phone interface on a, on a, on a PC. They did, but it still doesn't run the same way. Like you, you, like I said, you can still install whatever you want on that Mac on but top of having the store. I think, and I think whether or not it's 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 whether or not it's valid. I think there's a large distrust for Microsoft, and I think there's a there's a sense that they 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 have too much power. Whether they'll wield that power. You know, it may it may be it may be sort of like the boogeyman in the room. It's not really a, a real thing, but I think there's a concern there, and I think they look and they see you know Steam with the Linux environment, oh, and I think sure. there's there, there's an opportunity for them to make sure okay nobody can you know nobody can take this from me. This is no. mine through and through. Sure, they can do that, but the thing is like, who's going to make games for an operating system that nobody's using? Because here's the problem that's gonna that 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 I I can foresee, and if if Valve does not support Windows on this thing, okay, if they refuse to support Windows in any way, shape, or form, and they're only using Linux, um, they're not going to have any big games to move consoles, unless this console's really cheap. If the console's really cheap, this could change everything. If the console's like $100, $150, maybe, maybe even $200, I can see it moving just because. 
But if you have a console that's three hundred dollars, three fifty, and it doesn't have any big movers on it no. at launch, it's not gonna. It's you, you're not gonna move units. You can and no, get and and I, I, if if the, like what's gonna happen is if Valve manages to move units, then I can totally see developers like bigger developers making games for the same box and therefore Linux and actually pushing Linux gaming. But as it stands right now, the install base is not large enough to for developers and publishers to push into Linux enough so that when the Steam box is ready, it's going to have games and people are going to get it. You're right, but you're right. It's not now, but I think people will see the potential of this. I and I, I agree with you on the price. I I think what the the Ouya Legend price point is supposed to be what ninety nine dollars. I yeah. think it's going to come in at right right around the same thing. I think if they're if they're building a custom PC, you know, with with their you know know how and their experimentation, I don't think that they would do something that would be so extremely pricey. I could see them building a you know a nice small sleek form factor. It'll fit in your you know your your entertainment center. You know, won't you know won't stand out too much. Probably the little Valve logo on there somewhere, and it'll you know it'll 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 be good to go, and I think if I think just based on that potential, I think you'll see developer. I think we're going to see developer support this. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do think developers will love to see love to be able to, uh, you know, see their games pushed onto Linux. But the thing is, once again, indie developers and small developers aren't. I'm not saying they won't support this thing. They probably will absolutely support this thing. But, but <laughs> like developers. Like bigger developers and the game, the bigger games that move consoles, that move huge units right now, that move PC hardware, those develop or those developers, or I should say their publishers, they're not going to push into Linux game unless the install base is there, and that's where we're going to run into trouble with this. I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of pre-orders this gets. Yeah, that that will definitely be interesting to see what kind of pre-orders it gets. I mean, it probably, don't get me wrong, at least from the PC community or the Valve community. It should get a lot of support. I yeah. will say that Valve. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to eat a lot of this cost, and I don't like. I don't know if they can. Like, can? I, but, but I, well, yeah, it's a good question. How much money do they have in the bank? Exactly, because that's the thing. Like, Sony was eating the PS3, uh, Microsoft eating the P, the 360. The only people who weren't eating their their console was Nintendo, and that's because it was last generation's tech. You know that's why they weren't eat, that's why they weren't eating like you know money on the Wii U, oh, sorry on the Wii. Actually, I don't. I think that, I'm pretty sure they're eating money on the Wii U though, and that technology is God knows how old. So if you, I mean, the thing is like they're not going to release the Steam box with subpar tech like you know current gen graphics. It's going to be next gen, or I should say current PC gen, which decent cards will cost you a, a decent card. I two hundred decent. You know, so that's the thing. I mean, it does have the advantage of only running Linux and only running for gaming. You know, but uh, other than that, like you know, it's it's it's. I'm pretty sure like they're gonna eat a lot of the cost if they bring in at like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. You know, they have been hiring hardware engineers though. Who's to say it won't have its own its own card? Uh, yeah, and who's whose chips gonna be on it? Either Nvidia or ATI. Yeah, like you know, they're not making their own chips. You know, so that's the thing. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't think the the, the like a, a lot of people. I, I guess I'm saying the things I'm saying because a lot of people. I've been hearing a lot of people. Like, oh yeah, this is this is it. Linux gaming is finally gonna happen. We're pushing the Linux gaming. Like no, like that. It's not. This, this is not the answer. Is not so simple. I am very happy that Valve is pushing into the you know 
they're made, I guess you could kind of say the console market, and there just has to be certain things there that need to be done. Like I think those expansion slots are a huge thing because while the PS4 and the Xbox 360, after a couple years, or I don't even know if they're gonna last that long in terms of graphical fidelity. But like with all Valve, I say, oh, well, okay, you want the latest graphics, you want the best performance, 60 frames per second on your on your uh, you know uh, monitor. Or on your TV, or you want to do 3D at 1080p while running 60 frames per second? No problem. Put this card in. That's it. It doesn't. It's not gonna. It doesn't have the same exact limitations if it has expansion slots that a PS3 or a uh, 360 would. You know, if they if they really want, they could even do different levels. You know, the basic cheap Steam box doesn't you know display the greatest graphics, but it's you know it's ninety nine dollars or less. And then hey, there's the the super ultra. You know, everything's gonna look like it's right there in front of you. Box. Yeah, that might be pricier. I mean, they could. I mean, there's a lot we don't know, and there's a lot we're speculating on. Oh yeah, so. the speculation cast is back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should have a pickaxe when you're saying that. I feel like I should be speculating with like a pickaxe and a hat. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, yeah, it's all speculation. I mean, you have your ideas of what's going to happen. I have my ideas of what's going to happen. But, you know, who who knows? Like, we'll just have to see. And if your future takes place, I'll just have to, you know, t- destroy your future so my future can come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, let's, uh, let's move on to our next topic because that, we, it was a good conversation, but we definitely <laughs> we ran that into the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody has any questions about Steambox anymore. <laughs> Gabe is actually sending us a message. Please stop talking about Steam. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, so um, just a quick one. Um, I, <laughs> the Wii U, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's weird because you know, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a success or a success at all. Because I only know one person. Actually, I'm sorry. I know I took. I know two people that have Wii U's. Really? I do know two people that have Wii U's. Wow. Did they win them? No, they bought them. And they're playing games on them. They're playing games on them. I know three people who have Wii U's strictly because they wanted to resell them. <laughs> is there a, a reseller's market? I'm guessing if they still have them, they're probably uh, No, because they're still trying to sell them. But it was funny because they, you know, one of my friends, he bought a Wii U, and then he tried selling it for like just the console for 400 bucks. <sighs> He's like, 400 bucks cash money. Nobody responded. I'm like, ah, PS3 syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what happened with the PS3. Like yeah. people were buying. Like remember when PS3 came out, people were buying PS3s because they thought it was going to be the same thing that happened with the PS2. So PS3s came out. People bought them up, tried to resell them. Wah, wah. Part of the problem with that though was Sony kind of factored that in with their highly exorbitant price point. Yeah. They said, you know, the only people who are going to buy this are people that are going to pay a shit ton of money. So let's make it cost a shit ton of money and get them right out of the gate. Yeah, well, like, yeah, so the Wii U, like, I do know people who bought them, but only two of them are actually playing games on it. But according to Nintendo, like, and even other reports, like, it's moving a decent amount of units. Um, I think, did it make the top, did it make the top 10 or the top 20 uh, in the EU in terms of sales for games? I think it made the top 20. Yeah, it wasn't quite the top 10. Yeah, it was like the top 20, but here's the deal. You're talking about an install base of zero that week. When, and it made the top 20. When the Wii launched, uh, Zelda Twilight Princess was the number four game that week. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe they so, did. Maybe, maybe that's a big mark of failure then. Yeah, so, well, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think you can still, I think everything you bought for your Wii, you can still download on the Wii U. 
Well, you know what? The Zelda thing, that was a different story because when the Wii came out, people who actually liked Nintendo were buying the Wii, you know, and then they were also buying Zelda. Like, I bought Zelda that day. Yeah. But the Wii U became a phenomenon around, like, like you know, a month later around Christmas. Yeah, it was what, cause what happened is a bunch of people bought it at launch, and then they all brought, you know, had their families over for Thanksgiving. Yep. And then everybody saw it at Thanksgiving and like, oh shit, I got to get this for Christmas. And it yeah. blew up. And it blew up, and then people were only taking the Wii Sports because they weren't gamers, they were casuals. Exactly. And that's why we're in the situation we're in right now. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 well, but, the, so you would, that there's too many casuals? That's a problem? I don't want to get into this conversation right now. I'm just gonna to get to, to the topic. Well, no, I, I, no, I, just, I honestly don't understand what situation you're you're, you're, oh. you're saying. Well, no, in. well, I, okay, just to make sure what I'm talking about is like you know before that happened, you know, yes, you know the the publishers and the console markets they were trying to reach out and bring new people in, you know, but when they saw how successful Nintendo was because the casual market went crazy over this thing, that's when they really started researching, like, what do the casuals want? How can we get casual people to buy this game? And then disposable games were really born. You know, what Zynga started doing. Like, I was only joking with saying this is Nintendo's fault, but I'm just saying, like, they kind of opened everybody's eyes to the the, the, the power of the casual market. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want to get into this. But I feel like Zynga would have existed without the Wii U or the Wii rather. Well, I, because I, of like, Facebook, it could have. It could have. I'm not, I'm not going to that. I think really what happened is, I mean, that, that what two, like 2006, 2007. I think there were just a lot of factors that sort of you know created the perfect storm. You had the introduction of the Wii. You had Facebook. You know, sort of, you know, bring a ton of people to sort of their computer screen looking for, you know, mindless entertainment. I think it, it really that year sort of just highlighted this mass casual market that people are looking to sort of, you know, bring the money out of. Well, you know, I'll, I will step back and say maybe Zynga was a bad example because you're right. Zynga probably would have existed because of Facebook on its own. However, I don't think Sony. Well, no, Sony. I'm sorry. Sony already had plans for the move for a long time and they kind of they didn't shelve it. They just kind of left it alone. But, but then Microsoft with the Connect, like, oh, look, we're taking it a step further. You don't even need a controller. <laughs> you know? But, but I think well, but Microsoft got a whole different bend, though, because they're, I mean, as much as they're looking to sort of get casuals into gaming, I mean, they're looking to sort of, you know, they're looking at this also from the computer's perspective as far as, hey, I can use the Connect to voice control my laptop and make gestures and, you know, the whole minority report interface. I think they're approaching it from that perspective as well. So they've got, you know, they've got a few extra dogs in this hunt. Oh, they are, but that's because Microsoft wants to make, you know, well, see, even them, like, even, like, uh, the 360, they did say they wanted it to be kind of like an entertainment center, but then they really started pushing for it. Like, now I turn on, I don't even turn my Xbox on anymore the way I used to. Like, remember I used to say, you know, oh, I turn my Xbox on every day when I come home, and I'll do stuff on, like, I'll, either, like, play a quick game on XBLA, or I'll watch Netflix, something like that. But now like, I turn my Xbox on, and it's just all like it's kind, it's like it's throwing ads at me, things that I don't really care about, things that a lot of casuals like kind of care about, you know. And that's why I turn my PS3 on every day now, because the first thing I see when I turn my PS3 on, what's on PlayStation Plus, what games are out, gaming stuff. That's the difference, you know. That's a whole other conversation. God damn you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, the whole time, the whole reason we're talking about, yeah, yeah, the whole reason we're talking about Nintendo 
was because you know um their their Wii U shop in Europe or the eShop in Europe mature content is only available between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. So anything I think I guess is Peggy 18 will be considered mature or mature content. So anything that's Peggy 18 and above, you cannot even see on the eShop until after 11 p.m. and yeah, I was causing uh, a a bit of a stir, and I guess the Wii U's already having like it's not flying off the shelves, you know, or people aren't fighting in the streets about it. It's not just because it's just not doing as good as a lot of people think it needs to do, and this really isn't helping. But according to Nintendo, it was because of some German law that they had to do this. And I guess my question is, why doesn't Microsoft or Sony have a problem with this? Or maybe they do, and we just never noticed it. Yeah, if, if any of our German listeners want to chime in on uh, and comment in the forums. <laughs> <laughs> you can also talk about how much you love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh, that's racist. No, it's <laughs> not racist. That's Norm MacDonald. Oh, uh, okay. Norm MacDonald's not racist. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, yeah, like, it just, it just, uh, I don't know, I, I, I kind of question, I, I mean, I'm not saying Nintendo's lying or anything like that, but why do you have these problems? And no, this has not been, been an issue before. Like, I'm pretty sure if that was the case or if that was the norm, nobody would have talked about this. The wonder, people in the EU would be like, oh, yeah, well, that's kind of normal for us. I, I wonder if it's the kind of thing where Nintendo is the one console that kind of wants to have it both ways. Like, they still want to be looked at as like, hey, we're the, you know, the kid-friendly console, you know, the home of Mario. And, and you know, it's like, this is what you grew up with when you were a kid, and now your kids can play the same stuff. Whereas I think, like, the PlayStation and the Xbox, they don't care if they're, you know, if they have labels that, you know, they they almost wear, like, a badge of honor. It's like, for them, it's like, this is what, you know, you started with Nintendo, and now grow up to us. And so it might be the kind of situation where Nintendo's like, no, no, we want to still be, you know, maybe it's something where, like, they can't be advertised, you know, like, you can't have your Wii U's amongst the kids' toys unless they follow this arcane law or something. And, and, and that could be, whereas, you know, the Xbox is just like, that's fine, we'll just be in the electronic section, it doesn't matter. Hmm. So, I don't know. I just find it funny, though, that the name of their, their mature, uh, you know, their mature rating is... is, is it sounds dirty, Peggy eighteen. Like that. that I feel like dirty, it should be like, like, like one nine hundred before that. Like I really. <laughs> that's not. Uh, one nine hundred Peggy eighteen. Uh Nick. <laughs> no, but I, I I don't know. It's it just seems. I, I guess it just. It's almost, in a way, it's like as, as as far as we've come as as gamers. Not that we were ever terribly oppressed, but it's like we're still we still have weird stuff like this going on. Like, you know, it's almost like really, you know, like I'm you know you know I'm you know twenties, I'm in my thirties, and I can't download this game except unless, you know unless I stay up past eleven o'clock, which ostensibly at that age you should have no bedtime, but you probably also have to get up for work in the morning. So you should be getting up for work in the morning. <laughs> not. But by the way, figure if you buy it at 11, by the time it probably downloads, it'll be what? It might be around 3 or 4. And then if you start playing Zombie, you, you may just play right through and then just call out of work. You know, just call out sick. Hey, maybe. That's why I got to get a good job with sick days and <laughs> vacation. <laughs> like the MASH cast, which yeah. I can call out sick because Rob already did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's your motivation. There's my, yeah. You want to be, you, you be an adult gamer? Getting into a career, have have some sick days lined up, and that you can take with no problem. Yep. 
And then when Half-Life 3 comes out, you can take a week off. I know I am. (laughs) (laughs) So Half-Life 3, available for free with your Steam box, but it comes with a Radeon uh, HD 7950. It could come with a fucking... And you play, and you play. It could come with 128 bit <laughs> graphics cards. I wouldn't fucking care. Like, I was like, oh yeah, have I three? I'm there. So, but yeah, so I, 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 I really can't see it sticking. Like, that just, if it sticks, like, one, it'll be very odd, and two, I think it'll just be very bad for Nintendo. And then Michael Pat, Pactor, or Patcher, Pactor, he'll it's... be laughing in his chair because he was right. Well, actually, no, if anything, actually, I, I actually know. If anything, this helps Nintendo because it restricts it restricts ga- the gamers from downloading. And the problem with a lot of the NPD numbers is that it doesn't include downloads. So that means if you're in Germany or the rest of the EU and you want Zombie U or you want Assassin's Creed Three, you're probably you know you know presumably you know in that time after work when you're home and you're looking at looking for these games and you see it's not there online, you're gonna be like, oh well, let me run out and buy it. So it's actually gonna drive the numbers for those games up, and it. it it actually would, you know, it would actually be a good thing for Michael Pack. Hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe. All right, but uh, let's move on to our next topic. And this is a, a strange turn of event. The Secret World came out a couple months ago. I bought it. I played it for about a week, and I kind of just meh, let it go. Uh, well, turns out, you know, I guess they they weren't making the money they were looking to make on it, as kind of expected. Like anytime an MMO comes out. And it has a subscription model. People are always like, oh, free to play in six months. Free to play in a year. But they said nay to that. And instead of going to free to play, it should, it, it, technically speaking, it is free to play, but you still have to purchase it. Like, it, it's, it's uh, you know, when you when you buy the game, you get everything. It's more of a Guild Wars model. It's, it's subscription free, I guess. That's the word I'm looking for, subscription free. It's a Guild Wars model so that, like, you know, you buy the game once and then that's it. Like, you have access to everything in the game, as opposed to free-to-play, which kind of it lets you in, but then you have to start spending money to get different items, maybe uh, larger inventory, things like that. Yeah. Like, look at uh, uh, the, uh, the Old Republic, where they've got, uh, you know, a lot of the upper-level content is all, you know, gated behind paywalls. So, you know, yeah. that's really, you know, it's, it's, it's basically all they, did, you know, all they did in that case was they just sort of extended the, the free beta trial. Um, you know, and, and you're still paying for a lot of that exclusive content, but they still have stuff here. I think some of the, the items are still, uh, you still get to buy and they still have a lot of that stuff. But what I wonder though, is like with Guild Wars, their whole, their model was predicated upon, they were going to have a fairly steady expansion cycle. And so it was, you were always paying for the expansions. So that's sort of where they got their revenue from. Right. And well, they- yeah, I think I'm not, was it yearly Guild Wars for a while? I can't remember. I think it was maybe yearly Guild Wars expansions, but there were only three. Three. They weren't like they weren't like expansions from the time Guild Wars came out to till Guild Wars two. Well, that's if it was yearly. That's what three or four years then, and then that's right around you know start getting ready for Guild Wars two. It was three. No, uh, it was like Guild Wars came out what like two thousand four, two thousand five. I think two thousand five. It was at least a good year after a while. Yeah, and so after like it was Guild Wars, was you have three expansions, which I that think was about two thousand eight then. Yeah, about 2008, and then the only thing after that, you could buy additional slots for characters, which I know I actually did do that. I bought additional character slots because you, you put a character together, like a PvP character together, you put their build together, you really don't want to delete that character, 
you know, just to make another PvP character, you can keep the character and then get more slots. I, I, that's the way I did it, at least. Um, I know some people are like, well, you can just make the, make the character and then load the moves. On. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I, I bought more slots. So I kept, I kept NCSoft alive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know with the Secret World, uh, you can still have a membership option, and you'll get extra bonuses, uh, like extra in-game currency, uh, discounts, I guess, on items in-game, double experience points at specific times of the day. Uh, so, you know, you, there is still a reason if you want to have a subscription, but yeah, I'm canceling mine, and I'll keep the game installed, because it, it is an interesting you, game. Oh, I'm sorry, so wait, you've, been, you've been subscribing all this time? Yeah, I forgot to do subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's bad? I, I, signed, I bought Aeon, I pre-ordered Aeon, uh, right? And I had to put my card in for the subscription. This before <laughs> before the game came out, I was in the beta, but I had to put my card in for subscription. They weren't gonna start charging me, dude. I let that thing go for like I don't know eight months wow. before I remembered this, to, to, to desubscribe. This is why gamers need jobs because they need to pay for the subscriptions that they forgot about. Yeah, like, I totally <laughs> forgot about it. Like, yeah. So, like, I mean, it's only 15 bucks a month. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but when you're doing this for, like, three or four MMOs, that's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's, that, that's a nice dinner, you know? It's, it's, uh... That is true. Actually, the thing that prompted me to uh, get off of Aeon was when they had that uh, that security bur- that hack. <laughs> so they, their, system, their, their database got hacked. I was like, oh, shit. I still have my information in there. So, so somebody, some, somebody could have gotten your credit card information, and then they could be subscribing to MMOs that they don't even know about. Exactly. They could be forgetting, oh, dude, I totally forgot. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Secret World, so, you know, there is still a bar to entry. Like, I think that's going to be the problem. Like, people, like, you, got, you still have to pay, like, I think it's like 50 bucks up front, you know, to get the game. So now you run into the problem that other games, I guess other, you know, normal games have that people may not just want to throw down 50 bucks. Because I don't necessarily think it's a fifteen dollars subscription fee. That's the problem. No, it's the no, initial but I, cash. But who's at this point, though? I mean, who's who's who? Who's I, I, maybe there were people because again, it was sort of just accepted that it, this was going to happen eventually. But who who was holding out saying, "Oh, you know, I'm not going to try out the Secret World because I don't want to pay, you know, the fifteen dollars or the fifty dollars and then the fifteen dollars." I th- I feel like that. I, I think really what they did was fairly smart is that they know that demand is highest when the game is first released so at that point we'll have the subscription we'll have the full price of the game and we'll get as much as we can out of that period and then once we realize that you know our our, our player base is going to you know drop off as it inevitably will then we'll make the move to a more a model that's more supportable and and so they basically got as much money as they could out of it and now they'll they'll let it sort of trail off and then it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with it because i mean um, you know, even then, as a lapsed subscriber, I got an email, and they're basically saying, like, you know, with the the Mayan prophecy on twelve twenty one that the end times are coming, and apparently they're going to have some cool events going on in game. And it was enough for me to think, oh, maybe I should renew my subscription. I was like, no, I don't feel like paying fifteen bucks for it. But if it's free now, if I can just have, if I just have to reinstall the game and then jump in and play it, I might check that out. So I, I think as long as as long as they're able to, you know, find the revenue to keep the game kind of you know fresh i mean it definitely i mean the one thing the one nice thing about it is it is a breath of fresh air in the mmo space it's there's really nothing else like it out there right and i think to that degree as long as they if they can carve out their niche you know keep the people keep the people playing i guess you know and get people buying the uh you know buying all the store content i, I think you know they might be able to eke out an existence the one 
the one nice thing about the secret world, and I, I, I'm using nice sort of in air quotes, is that they had the real money store in place from the get-go. So, I mean, this was their plan all along, and I think they knew exactly how they wanted to monetize the game at this point in its life, and they had it everything in place. It's not like, again, you look at the Old Republic, and they're like, oh, well, now we've got to introduce this currency that you can kind of use that gates some of this stuff, and there's, you know, you get this other kind of currency if you're a subscriber, you know, still paying your $15 a month, and I, I think there's a lot of, you can see it wasn't, it, was, it feels very cobbled together, whereas the secret world, it all, it this this feels like a lot much more seamless transition. Like, okay, this we're ready now. We're gonna cut the subscription and we're gonna move forward into stage two of our life. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I still think the fifty dollars is the problem. I think that's gonna be more of an issue. I'm not saying that they didn't prepare for this. I'm not saying they didn't plan for this. They very well might but I think, have. But, but I, I mean, like, the thing is, like Guild Wars can get away from it, get away with it because it's Guild Wars. You know, that, that that model worked for them before. People kind of know the game. They got people really excited about the game. Guild Wars had so much hype behind it. But, not, well, go ahead. Well, no, I just want to say, I'm not going to say that, like, the $50 isn't a barrier to entry, but I feel like... I don't, I don't, I don't feel there's a large mass of people who are waiting for that fifty dollars to go away before jumping into the game. I feel like that. Well, no, that's, I don't think there's a large amount of people that's waiting for that fifty dollars to go away to jump into the game. I just don't think they're willing to try it unless it's free. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just like, like that's the, with DCU for me. It was kind of like it wasn't like I was waiting for DCU to get cheaper. It wasn't even on my radar. And then one day it shows up on Steam, free to play. Okay, I'll try it. I guess. Yeah. And- and I mean, that's 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 a great example from their perspective because you got into the game for free and then you bought a bunch of stuff in the marketplace. But I think in their case, the the number of people who would come in for free, I, I, I mean, I'm assuming they've run numbers on this, and I'm guessing they figure they're making more money still selling the game at fifty dollars than they would be trying to monetize everybody knowing that the game has has no barrier to entry that it is just a free marketplace because again at that point you're you you know right now you know whatever the player base is they only have to support that and uh, i think that 50 dollars keeps that fairly stable if they if they open it up to free all of a sudden you know everybody's going to come back and say hey let me jump back on here for a weekend the servers are going to get overloaded and, and then they've got to deal with that that brief blip before you know it starts to decline again it's been working out for everybody else has it <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. Uh, well, but the guild, if the Guild Wars model has been working for Guild Wars and Guild Wars Two, I, I, I don't, I, I would assume that that they know what they're doing in this case. But you yeah. know, we'll, well, we'll, 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 we'll find, we'll find out, out here when we're talking about uh, we're talking about their closing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a Nick's future. That's not in my future, by the way. No, the you, one, you, the you've taken over my future, I thought. No, no, I have to see. We have to see. We have to wait and see if, you know, your future takes place. Then a, a time-traveling me has to come back to this time and say, hey, when the time comes, you need to do X, Y, Z to just stop Nick's future from happening. We just can't touch each other. because we, We're going by time cop rules. So, so in your future, there's time travel? Yeah. You're, in your future, there's no time travel? No. Your future sucks. I know. I don't like my future. I want to move to your future now. It's inevitable that my future will take place no matter what because there's no time travel in your future. Yeah. I win. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, uh, for you, yeah. <laughs> I got to start working on time travel now. My, my, time, my future rocks. <laughs> but <laughs> let's get to our last topic here. <laughs> uh, I was a little surprised when I saw this. Um that GameSpy 
had started disabling uh, multiplayer games without warning uh, the developers of said games. And I was like, oh, they must mean those really old games that I used to play on GameSpy when people actually gave a fuck about GameSpy. And no, we're talking about some, uh, I don't know, some, I don't say super recent stuff, but stuff within the last decade. No, no, I was just saying, okay, maybe decades a little far, but in the last five years, Neverwinter Nights 1 and 2, Microsoft Flight Simulator X, uh, SWAT 4, Sniper Elite, like, that's actually pretty new. Um, Battlefront, you know, that's kind of old, but, you know, basically these, these games still had multiplayer support. And now they're starting to get turned off, and well, not, not starting. They're they're down. They're oh yeah, down. they're down. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> they're down. So GameSpy is cutting them off. GameSpy uh, was sold by IGN uh, to who they they were sold some to the Glue Mobile to Glue Mobile. Yeah, GLU. So developers, well, specifically Rebellion, was saying they were helpless to change the situation. They were you know saying you know that they was cut off without warning and. There's nothing they could do, and they can't redevelop the games because, you know, it would cost them tens of thousands of pounds. But then the new games founders kind of came, <laughs> kind of came right back with that, saying that, well, no, you had more than enough warning because you weren't paying your bills. Uh, so Rebellion said that they were paying, you know, a modest amount yearly to keep the games running. But, you know, apparently it wasn't what they were supposed to be paying according to GameSpy. But I guess, I mean, for really old games, that's one thing, but seriously, like, after 2002, why would you use GameSpy for your game? Actually, that was one of the things that really irked me with Borderlands. Like, the original Borderlands. Why did I have to sign up for games? Well, not sign up, but why did I have to use a GameSpy account for multiplayer? That really, really irked me when I used to play Borderlands. I say Borderlands, oh my god! But um, yeah, like I, I don't get it. Like, how, like GameSpy has been irrelevant for so long. How do you let this? How do you get this? How are you caught with your pants down in this? And also, who's playing Star Wars Battlefront? <laughs> Like, first of all, Star Wars Battlefront is a pretty big game. You can't play that with a couple of people. You know? You need a decent-sized group. How are these groups forming together? Do you guys have, like, a club? Haven't you at least moved on to Battlefront 2? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I I think... Well, first off, I just love that Glue Mobile actually breaks down as an acronym to GLUM. Because it sounds like Agents of Glum came and shut down our servers. And then you have Agents of Glum versus GameSpy. This really feels like it's becoming a bad movie. Dude. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, I, think, it, I think Sniper Elite's a pretty new game. What, yeah, what year was that? Because I've been hearing stuff about that, like... Or maybe a Sniper Elite V2. It's 2005. It was a tactical That's shoot almost, 2005. I mean, this okay. Is, this, yeah, this, this, I think... I mean, one, I think we th- nobody's actually come out and admitted how much this was all costing everybody. That is true, yeah. And so it might just be a situation where, pl- I mean, to the fact that IGN even sold GameSpy, maybe they knew that this was sort of a financial boondoggle that, you know, it was, co- you know, however much that they were, you know, charging these clients to run these servers, it may have, you know, it may have been, you know, nowhere near worth what they were making off of it. How taxing is it really? Like, 
I mean, seriously, I could throw up a Battlefront server for, you know, a couple of bucks a month. Like, well, not a couple of bucks, but I could probably run Battlefront on the server we're running the MTV web server and not have that <laughs> big of a deal. <laughs> Honestly, I could probably do that. Like, come on. Well, then, then, then step in and be the hero. <laughs> nah, I, I'm not down with the Battlefront community. Like, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I don't know who, like, who's playing that game. <laughs> it's like, why? Are you See, still I mean, cle- clearly, there, there. I mean, clearly, th- this got noticed. So it's not like people weren't playing it. But I kind of feel like this is like a kick in the pants. Like, if you're playing these games, like, it's it's time. I mean, even even EA. I mean, they're usually a little more aggressive about you know shuttering their online efforts. I mean, I think what Madden is only good for like two years now, if that, right. uh, before they they pull they pull the plug on it. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, I think it might have just been a kind of situation where new new management, for whatever reason, didn't really feel like doing this, and so we get the whole oh you weren't really paying or you know maybe you weren't you know charging them enough, whatever the excuse was, and now everybody can just kind of blame the other guy and walk away from this. And I mean, right. ultimately, the people that lose out are the people who are playing those games. But I think that's one of the caveats, though, is, uh, you know, with with multiplayer games, there's no guarantee that they're going to last forever. Well, that's the thing I kind of I kind of dislike about um, services like this. And I guess that's what maybe why I picked this topic that, you know, when you have your you leave your hands and, you know, you leave your your servers and a company's hand like GameSpy or uh, Activision or say Infinity War with Modern Warfare or, you know, EA with Battlefield, uh, a bad company, and then like now Battlefield Three, they can shut those off at any time. Like that's why the dedicated server model was so great because literally, like people run their own servers. All the server has to do is check into a master server for the list. That's it. That's all. Like Unreal Tournament, Counter Strike. That's all I had to do. So even if Valve says, "Oh, okay." Well, you know what? We can't support the master server anymore. The servers are still there. Somebody else can make either a master server or all you have to do is just, you know, say, okay, this is our IP address. You can connect directly to the server. And people can still play. You know what I'm saying? If Valve decided not to support Counter-Strike tomorrow, like, I mean, like, you know, 1.6 tomorrow, people could still play Counter-Strike if they wanted to. Whereas now these people cannot play their games at all. And that's why... Um, any PC game that comes out and I'm really, and it's kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't have dedicated server support, I'm kind of wary. That's one of the things I don't really like about free-to-play um, shooters is that at any given time they can pull the plug. And then yeah, but- and, and now it's even worse because the money that you spent in the game, which is probably going to be over 60 bucks, is gone too. But that's that sort of caveat emptor though, that you know, you, that you, you're aware of that going in, that I mean, at any time, yeah, they can pull the you know, pull the plug on this. I mean, look at any any given MMO. I mean, we just had City of Heroes shut down, and you know, I mean, that, I don't think that had necessarily any uh, any you know, sort of in-game purchases and stuff like that. But still, it's it's you know, the games that you love, the games that you invest all that time in. At the end of the day, that's all on a server that, that can just be you know be killed at any point. It's uh, sort of the sad reality of uh, of gaming in, in in that manner. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Well, no, no, and then. <laughs> It's yeah. That's why it's a sad reality. <laughs> yeah, so. For all you guys out there playing Star Wars Battlefront, it's a good fight, guys. But it's over now. Actually, it's been over. I just want to. You apparently didn't know. It has been over. 
see if, if only they could communicate with each other they could actually like arrange an assault upon you know glum headquarters and, and coordinate each other with the skills they learned in star wars battlefront to to reclaim the servers and turn them back on yeah yeah the dream's <laughs> dead the dream has been dead <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's gonna do it for our topics uh tonight let's look at uh Give me a second. Let's look at uh, what's uh, coming out next week, which I'm just, that time of the year where shit's just not coming out. Uh, so let's see. Next week. Next week we have. Well, that game's not coming out. I was gonna say Toki Tori two, but I got a press release today saying that shit's not coming out. Oh. Um. <laughs> Wario Land 2 for the 3DS. Connect Party that nobody's gonna buy. Uh, oh man, I should say nobody. Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion XL. This is a terrible time of year. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, Web of Shadows for Xbox Live Marketplace. What year did it actually come out? Was last this last year, wasn't it? Web of Shadows? No, last year. Hold on. Let me check my backlog for the unopened game. <laughs> uh, I think it was Edge of Time. That's it. Yep, still sitting there wrapped up. And you know what's sitting second to last before before Grid? <laughs> In my backlog? Shattered Dimension Spider-Man. So the, the last Ooh. two spider No, sorry. Two of the three... Two out of three of the last two Spider-Man games. I haven't even fucking unwrapped. Actually... One of those games came out the same time as around the same time as Halo Reach. I remember buying Halo Reach with that game, and it's just sitting there. Games don't keep the value, folks. They really don't. I'm trying to say between between MMO subscriptions that you don't play, and then stocking your backlog, you spend a lot of money on games that you really don't get to enjoy. Uh, I know it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Actually, my backlog is growing. Like I just, I got a couple more games. Like I just, I added Uncharted Three back onto the backlog. It was underneath a pile of books <laughs> that I cleaned up the other day. Cause I don't know what it is about that game. I just can't. It's it's hard for me to play through it, man. Uh, but yeah, my backlog is is a constantly growing thing. It's it's becoming a problem. But yeah, Edge of Time actually it came out. Turn Edge of Time. Um, Web of Shadows came out in 2008. Wow! So like it, that's it's, it's coming to the marketplace. I don't know if it's like 20 bucks. I might try it out. <laughs> Add it to my digital backlog. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, folks, we're we're in the dead zone. Um, if I was you guys, I'd focus on one. Of, if you, this is a good time to catch up on the winter games. Like I, like I said, Black Ops 2 is definitely worth a play for the single player. Um. I don't know, you may like Dishonored a bit more than me. I've been taking time, and obviously I just played Mass Effect 2. So, but Hitman is good. And yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all we really got. Like, there really is nothing too good coming out. Um, but yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna wrap us up here for today. Uh, you can catch us up, catch us on SoundCloud, which you probably listen to right now, because most of you guys do. So SoundCloud.com slash Mashless Buttons. We are are back on iTunes. Actually, we never left iTunes, but uh, the the stream wasn't updating properly. Well, it's working again now. So iTunes is working. You can, uh, you know, subscribe to iTunes and uh, get the episodes that way. Uh, oh, what's up? And give us ratings on there. Yeah, give us ratings. Yeah, be a, be a bro. 
<laughs> you know, give us ratings. <laughs> um, so Stitcher Smart Radio for your uh, Android and iOS devices. You can also stream off of Stitcher now. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, Twitter.com slash MTB site. And YouTube.com slash smash those buttons. So there's lots of ways to, uh, you know, to, to check us out. So any of those will do. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to wrap this up today. We're gonna, we'll be back next week, hopefully with more than just me and Nick. And uh, next week, me and Nick won't have like a 30-minute conversation about the futures of Steambox, even though obviously my, my future is going to prevail since I have time travel. Wait, so in your future, though, is, does the Steambox, does that actually provide the time travel? No, it does not. That's, oh. it's, it was a totally separate thing. See, I started developing the time travel <laughs> – when we had the, like I I had the thought to develop it when we had that conversation as a backup plan just in case my future didn't come true. Uh, so that's it's it's all in the thinking, Nick. Can I sneak into your future and then go back in time and tell myself to come up with time travel? I don't know. Like I, you you might have to start it now, but I don't know if you have the willpower to push it through. I feel like I should have started it before, and that's the problem. I need time travel to start time travel. Yeah. See, there you go. I think it's 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 all about willpower and planning. It's a seed. You plant a seed. I can remember Inception. You plant a seed, and then it grows. Oh, you just blew my mind. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Feel better, Rob. (laughs) Well, feel better next. Jesus. I'll be fine. (laughs) All right, later, guys. See ya.